Today on Hardwired. The continual pelting of the raindrops of anger slowly rust away the joy and the strength of your household because there's somebody mad in there. Somebody that I'm really afraid is gonna blow or somebody that I know is sending me mixed signals and is still mad at me. There's anger. There is a rattlesnake in the living room. There's anger in the house. You are listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Thanks for allowing us to share this time with you. It's our favorite time of the day where we get to hang out together and hear about how the truth of God's Word can make a huge difference as it's hardwired into your life, your relationships, and your future. You may be stuck in traffic or maybe even stuck in life. Either way, today's message is going to help you get on the right track as you learn how much God loves you right where you are. And if for any reason you have to break away before the end of the program, you can always catch it at our website, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. So let's go ahead and get right into today's message. Here's Pastor Jeff to set it up for us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your very busy day. Well, we're going to begin a series today that I've called Home Improvement. And as you probably already guessed, we're going to talk about how to bring the peace of God into your home. There's no doubt about the fact that the devil is attacking the home like nothing else in America. Marriages in chaos, parents in chaos with their kids, all kinds of turmoil and trouble, and for sure, not much peace in a lot of homes. So the scripture has a lot to say about how to have peace in your home, how to be conflict free, or at least conflict controlled in the home. So today we're going to begin talking about anger because anger is one of the main problems in the home. Fighting, quarreling, and frozen anger where you're so angry you're not talking to each other anymore. So I'm so excited to share part two of the message, the danger of anger. Let's jump right in. Now in this psalm, we have David telling us how he intended to run his household and also to govern his kingdom. But his home came first, first home, then kingdom. Now, I didn't know this till I was getting ready for this message, but Psalms 101 has been called historically the householder's psalm. The householder's psalm, the psalm more focused on the home than any of the others. Now, the message of Psalms 101 is simple. Godliness must begin at home. And a move of God begins at home. Our first duties toward God are those within our own house. If we don't have a godly heart at home, we're not going to have a godly heart outside of home. Now, let me ask you a a million dollar question today. It's a tough one. It's not always easy to answer. How's your home life coming along? If we were to put a thermometer in your home that measured spiritual health, how would your home fare? Would it have a temperature? Would it be 32 degrees, God's frozen chosen living inside? Or would it be in triple digit, red hot, spiritual fervency doing great? Or somewhere in between or a little bit of both? What is the condition of your home, spiritually speaking? And by the way, I really appreciate turning off the blackberries, strawberries, raspberries, and anything that'll ring. And if your children begin to act up and move around, don't let your children wander around. Keep a rain on them because people are here to hear the word of God. And I say that preemptively. If they act up, take them outside and minister to them and then bring them back in. Okay. 
The people have come a long way to hear the word today. So let's honor God's presence here. Now, is your godliness at home as apparent as it is in the church? Do you look as spiritual at home as you do in the church? And let's face it, nobody knows us better than the people at home, right? Commentator Matthew Henry writes these words, quote, do you sing in the choir and sin in the house? Are you a saint abroad and a devil at home? Guess what? What we are in the home is what we are indeed. I'm going to say that again. What we are at home is who we are indeed. Matthew Henry goes on to say, he cannot be a good king whose palace is the haunt of vice, nor a true saint whose habitation is a scene of strife nor a faithful minister whose household dreads his appearance at the door. As David longed for a visitation from God, he knew that a visit from God really needs to begin at home. We need God moving in our homes. We, we need revival in our homes. We need worship in our homes. We need the peace of God in our homes. We need the word of God reigning in our homes. We need the name of Jesus magnified in our homes. We need the homes to be places that the devil truly fears. That's what we need in our homes. David's prayer in a nutshell was this, God in my house. May God be in my house. Revival begins at home. If we're having a revival at home, if all of you had left a home this morning, all of us together from a home that was in revival, look what would happen in these services. Boy, we'd be in Pentecost immediately. Now there's two different kinds of anger that operate in an individual according to the Bible. The first is a Greek word called orge. Orge means a settled indignation. This anger is the kind of anger that simmers beneath the surface like lava beneath a volcano that hasn't yet erupted. It's the type of anger that you find all the time seeking out revenge. I'm going to get them. I'm going to, I'm never, I forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. I'm going to get you someday. I'm going to find you. I'm looking for you. And when they walk in the sanctuary, they get the eye from you. Isn't that right, Wilson? You should be forgiving one another. There we go. He said it. Now, orge anger is the grudge-holding, unforgiving, bitter kind of anger. Listen, you don't have to be 10 years old to have it, to nurse it, to rehearse it. That bitter kind of anger, unforgiving. Teenagers walk around with this a lot mad at the parents, mad at the authorities, mad at everybody, mad at life. See, what we don't understand is when we walk in anger, it opens the door for Satan to come in and lead us into things that we would never have done before. Anger is a gateway. It's a doorway. And orge kind of anger can last a lifetime. There are people who live and die angry. They live and die mad. I've known a few. They've been mad all their life. They've never known anything else. They're just angry people. They're just angry. You don't have to talk to them long for it spills out. It just erupts from them if you talk to them just for a little bit. How sad to live your life angry. The second kind of anger is thumos. Thumos. That's the Greek word. It refers to an angry outburst. This is the road rage kind of anger, the scorched earth kind of anger. If you're around me when I blow, you better pray because you're going to be scorched. It quickly blazes up. And just as quickly, it subsides. 
This person is a walking, talking hurricane. Say or do the wrong thing and the home is filled with the storm of their rage. The pets run and hide and the kids lock themselves in the bedroom. They know you. So you can either have, you can either have this simmering underneath anger you walk around with all the time or you can blow, but either way, anger is corrosive to a marriage. It's corrosive to the home. It's corrosive to relationships. And guess what? It's corrosive to your body and your life. Anger will ulcerate your body. It'll fill your stomach full of ulcers. It'll raise your blood pressure. It'll shorten your lifespan. It'll take your sleep away from you. Anger will destroy the quality and the quantity of your days. James said, the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. The continual pelting of the raindrops of anger slowly rust away the joy and the strength of your household because there's somebody mad in there. Somebody that I'm really afraid is going to blow or somebody that I know is sending me mixed signals and is still mad at me. There's anger. There is a rattlesnake in the living room. There's anger in the house. Now, Here's the good news. The good news is that the causes of anger can be identified and successfully removed. Amen. Now, you're going to have to make up your mind. First of all, be honest with yourself. And are you an angry person? Do you blow easy? Are you always walking around ticked about something? Mad? Simmering underneath? Well, let me give you two main causes for anger in the home. Here's the first one. Here's a big one. Are you ready? Not getting our way. Not getting our way. I think, now you say, well, that, I don't think that's mine. Well, hang on. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Not getting our way. See, Paul said, when I was a, became a man, I put away childish things. But there are people who are 40, 50, 60, 30, ought to be adults, but they walk around with this attitude. Here it is. It's all about me. And as long as I get what I want, hang on, y'all. I haven't even finished yet. We got clappers. I hope you're alone. <laughs> I mean, I really do. Or we're going to get a phone call after church. There's a car pulled over on the side of the highway and they're, they're duking it out. <laughs> I'm going to start over. Here's the attitude that these people have. It's all about me. And as long as I get what I want, when I want it, we're going to get along just fine. Now, what does a child do? I want mine. And if I don't get mine, I'm going to throw a tantrum. What's the parent's job? To teach them that that's not the way you deal with life. But sometimes that's not done. And so junior turns into senior and gets married and has a family. And they've only learned one thing. I get my way. It's my way or the highway. And if you don't do it my way, we got trouble coming. Let me tell you something. If that's you, don't get married. Don't do it. I'm not kidding. Let me give you a newsflash. Marriage and the home are not all about you. And you're right to have all your needs met. That's the message the world gives us. We were movie stars divorcing all the time. What do they say? Well, you know, it just wasn't meeting my needs. 
It just wasn't meeting my needs. It was all about me and myself and I. See, we have a Godhead we worship. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But the world has another one. Me, myself, and I. And they worship at the altar of me, myself, and I. But not Christians. And so the world gives us this message. If your needs aren't being met, it's all about you. You need to get out. And when our perceived rights are violated... I've got a right to this, a right to that, right to go here, right to do this, right to do that. I'm earning the money, so I've got the right to do what I want. We get angry. But the Bible teaches that life, marriage, and the home are about this. Learning the fine art of unselfishness. As a matter of fact, you want to get rid of unselfishness? Get married. Because it'll get rid of it out of you at warp speed. Or your relationship will be in trouble. Now, as a Christian, here's what it comes down to. The Bible says that our model is not the world. Be not conformed, put into the mold of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. What is the renewing of the mind? When you learn the way Jesus thinks, acts, talks, lives, and you take it onto yourself. The Bible says that our model is Jesus. Listen to what he did. Ephesians 5.25 says Jesus loved the church and gave himself for her. Gave himself for her. If Jesus had been selfish, we wouldn't be here. We'd be lost in our sins, going straight to a devil's hell. Probably wouldn't even be a world right now. It would have imploded by now. John echoed the same thought, saying, he, Jesus, laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives, listen to this, for the brethren. Well, who's the brethren? Who's the closest brethren to us? Family. We ought to lay down. Wait a minute, that's not my philosophy. I thought they were going to lay it down for me. But no. To get rid of anger in the home, we need to learn to give up our rights. But I've got a right to that TV show. I've got a right to that meal. I've got a right to this and that and the other. No, you don't. Who told you that? Well, Pastor Jeff, now you're going into a zone that I don't witness to. Pastor Jeff will be back in a moment. But first, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Now, you may not be able to stay with us for the entire program. But don't worry. You can find the program at our website, hardwired.org, along with all the programs from Pastor Jeff. Also, we regularly get emails and calls from listeners just like you who tell us how much the program means to them. But we would love to hear from you too. So let me encourage you to connect with us by calling 877-884-3111 or through the website hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org or call 877-884-3111. And now let's get back to Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. Listen to this. Jesus looking at Pilate who had said to him, don't you know that I could take you out right now? Jesus said, contraire. Do you think that I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels and you would be toast? 12 legions being 70,000 angels? 70,000 angels and you, Pilate, would cease to exist. You would be an ash pile. But you know what? I don't. I can, but I won't. I could, but I shan't. Why? 
because I'm going to have to lay down my life for the world. That's the only way this is going to work. So I will not use my right to call the angels to come rescue me. And believe me, they were perched on heaven's edge, watching this scene, swords drawn, waiting for one word. So he says in Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4, think about this in relation to the home. Let nothing be done through selfishness, but let each person consider others more important than himself. Whoa! Consider others more important than me? What are you talking about? Didn't say more valuable than. It didn't say you're supposed to be walking around with an inferiority complex. It said, I want you to consider the needs of others as being more pressing than your own. In other words, live unselfishly. So clearly, it's not all about me. He says, let each, let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others in the home. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. How did Jesus think that way? He said, your needs are more important than mine. I will lay down my life. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to give my life. I'm going to lay down everything for you because I want to redeem you. And he says, let that mind be in you. Give up your rights. Lay down your life in the home. Can you imagine how many arguments would never happen if somebody simply said, that's okay, I don't have to have my way? You know why there'd be no arguments? They'd all be fainted on the floor. <laughs> Did he just say, I don't have to have it my way? Because that just kills an argument. I don't have to have it my way. Well, I thought you were really big on getting here. No, hey, God takes care of me. I don't have to have it my way. Watch your show. Or I'll eat, I'll eat that hideous stuff you eat. <laughs> I, I don't like, you know, I don't like, uh, you know, I don't like jalapenos on pizzas and all that. But, but go ahead, go ahead. I don't have to have it my way. I'll just pick them off. That's all right. I mean, listen, churches split over what color the carpet's going to be. I mean, we got to get past this stuff, folks. So you say, I don't have to have it my way. That's exactly what Jesus did. That's the way he thought. That, 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 that settles so many things right there. But here's the second cause and the last cause of anger in the home. Failed expectations. Or this is not what I signed up for. Here we have the person that entered marriage with a list of expectations that were not grounded in reality. Most couples, I'm going to say most, I, mo all that I've ever known, soon discover the marriage is not the love boat. The love boat. <laughs> it's not it with happy music playing in the background and romance magically ironing out all the wrinkles that pop up every once in a great while. Sometimes marriage is more like a jet ski. <laughs> Scary, bumpy, unpredictable. Other times it's like a canoe. You're both rowing hard for every inch you gain. Sometimes it's like the Titanic. We hit an iceberg and we are going down. And guess what? Good news. Sometimes it is the love boat. Life is good. The scenery is breathtaking. And you wonder if it could get any better than this. But here's the truth. It's going to be all four in a mix. Jet ski one day, canoe another season, Titanic another season, love boat another season. If we think 
our high expectations are usually dashed. If we think it's going to be good and perfect just because we're in love, those expectations are dashed on the rocks of reality and we become angry people. So either walking around blowing up if anger is there or simmering underneath. Let me give you three quick tips on dealing with it if there's anger in your home or anger in your life. One, own up to it. Own up to it. Don't pull the passive-aggressive stuff. We see it. We pick up on it. We're not stupid. You say you're not mad, but you're acting mad. You're telling me everything's okay, but clearly it's not. Own up to it. Have a little sit down. If you need a mediator, get one. If you need a bodyguard, get one. <laughs> and just say, <laughs> and just say, I'm angry. There, there's this and there's that, and I'm angry. And, and I don't want to hide anymore. I'm, I'm angry. What are you angry about? Let's talk about it. Confess your faults one to another, James wrote. Pray for one another that you may be healed. There should never be a secret between you and your spouse. If you're married, never, be a, never let a secret get in between the two of you. Keep an open book. Satan moves in the dark corners of secrets. Don't let a secret get in. Get it out and get it out fast and let the chips fall and give it to God. Confess your faults to one another. Second, deal with anger quickly. Don't let anger sit and simmer. Don't let the sun set, as we've already said, and with you still angry. I did a marriage a while back, and there was a, a, a old preacher there in his 80s, I guess, low 80s. He'd been married like 60-something years or 60 years, long time. And I said, what's your secret? And he said, the guy that married us told me one thing, and I always observed it. What was that? He's told us, never go to bed angry. He said, we've always observed that. Sometimes we have some real late nights because you go to bed angry, you wake up settled in the anger and you start nursing it, rehearsing it, and it starts cursing you. So you got to get rid of it. So forgive each other quickly. So I don't feel like forgiving. I never feel like forgiving. Welcome to the club. I'm mad. I want Texas justice. And then forgive and repent while they're down there. But God says, no, you forgive each other quickly. You say, well, what do I do if I don't feel like it? Say it. But aren't I supposed to feel it? You're not going to feel it. You're mad. Hello. <laughs> well, isn't that kind of lying? No, you're obeying God. Say it. I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> it's easier than the second time and third time. You may have to say it 30 times in a day, but do it. Forgiveness will pull the pin out of the grenade of anger. It'll, it'll defuse anger quicker than anything. Forgive because God forgave you. Last thing, learn the things that trigger your anger. What is it that sets you off? You're not walking around just getting mad to be mad. Something is setting it off. Rejection, failed expectations, not getting your way, something being withheld from you, loss, Something triggers it. You've got to take the gun out of the devil's hand. So here's how you do it. All right, I notice that rush hour traffic really triggers it. How can anybody go this slow? This is not a highway. It's a no way. The only way it's a highway is you have plenty of time to say. So what triggers it? So I have to learn. I know what the devil's going to do. He's going to come at that. So I'm going to reinforce that area with the scripture and I'm going to learn 
a different response because anger is a learned response. The Bible says in closing, don't even hang around with an angry man lest you learn his ways and get a snare for your soul. So, so anger is learned. It's learned. And you've got to get a hold of it and, and say, well, I'm going to learn a different response. So I'm going to, I'm going to respond differently. And you retrain yourself and you don't respond in anger anymore. So forgive quickly, deal with it quickly, learn the triggers. And if you're living with somebody, you're married, tell each other the trigger so that they can try their best to not pull the trigger, but honor an area that's a soft spot for you. You've been listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. It would mean the world to us to know how the program has helped you today. So take a quick minute and give us a call, 877-884-3111. Or you can connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. And if you enjoy the program as much as we love bringing it to you, let us know by your generous support. It would really mean a lot to us. There are daily costs associated with the program, and we truly do depend on the faithful financial support of our listeners like you to allow us to be on this station. So please consider partnering with us today with your gifts to this ministry. You can call us at 877-884-3111 or go to the website hardwired.org. Again, call 877-884-3111 or at our website, hardwired.org. Thank you for your loyal partnership as we couldn't do this without you. And finally, Pastor Jeff is the founder and senior pastor of the vibrant Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. If you're ever in the area, we hope you'll stop by and say hi. Let us know that you listen to the program. That would really make our day. And Pastor Jeff would love to meet you personally, too. So till next time, have a great day. And thanks so much for listening to Hardwired.